Uh, Gary Tower, you want to come on up? This man has a walking testimony. He's an example of the goodness of God, even through all the struggles he's walked through. Just hear him. I want you to hear him out because he's got a powerful testimony. I don't know even know where to begin. God is so great. He gives me all my strength. He's led me out of the still waters. Two years ago, well, last year, I was so close to dying. I don't realize any of that, but uh, I just knew I wasn't going to. And every day, it's a new experience. Doing things that I haven't done for a while. This year, I started mowing again. It had been two years since I've been on a mower. Just this week, I was given permission to go back to driving on short distances. Yesterday, I mowed and pruned a tree. I mean, there's just no end to it. God loves me, and I love him. I love all of you, and thank you all for your prayers. Prayer is the answer. God bless you. Love you, buddy. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Praise God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. That is a good testimony. I believe the teenagers and the youth can be released right now. Is that right? And uh, Camp Grizzly and all that kind of stuff. You guys, flip 180. You guys can be released. The whole, that half of the church is vamoosing. Amen. Praise God. Man, I'm so thankful that we have so many young ones. Aren't you guys? Blessing. I purposely wanted Gary Tower to share his testimony because it's going to go right in line with what I'm going to preach and share in the Word today. And uh, God is an amazing, amazing God. Amen? Amen? And to be honest with you, if I was going to title my message, I would probably call it Manifesting the Kingdom of God. And the, the Kingdom of God has been manifested in Gary Tower's life. Can I have an amen on that? Amen. For you who are, not, who are with us that may have not known Gary's story... Um, last year in July, I was getting ready to go to, on vacation, and I had been spending several days at the hospital with Gary, and Gary was down to 149 pounds, congestive heart failure, and many, many other problems in his body, and uh, the Lord kept telling Gary he was not done with him. And the thing that Gary kept standing on was that word of the Lord that kept coming to him, I have a purpose for you, and I have a plan. 
I am not done with you. And that word of the Lord and many other people as they had dreams and visions and things that they had in their hearts, they began to share that with Gary. And this two-year battle that he has been in, he's now went from 149 pounds to 200 and some odd pounds. (laughs) And the doctors have said, hey, slow down, big boy. Quit eating those donuts. Uh, One of the nurses was amazed recently at what God has done in him, and uh, he is a walking miracle and a walking testimony of the kingdom of God manifesting itself in his physical body. Can we give the Lord another praise? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, today I I really, um, as I share in the word today, I I pray that you're going to be encouraged and, uh, you know, we carry a whole lot more inside of us than we realize the very seed of Christ has been deposited in you. And that seed wants to manifest itself, and it wants to manifest itself through you and in you. And so today, I, I want to start uh, with Greek, going back to last Sunday. And there was a prophetic word that was shared. Um, there was actually three prophetic words that were shared. And as I meditated on those prophetic words, that's kind of where this message has come out of, because God was trying to speak something to us last week, and hopefully you've rethought about those prophetic words that were spoken last week, and I'm hoping to bring some clarity, and I think where God's wanting to, what God's wanting to say to us. Does anybody like hearing from God? Well, today you worshiped him, and you guys got real excited about him, and I also think he's going to speak to us today in a profound way. So last week, the prophetic word was, in in essence, uh, I've got it written down here, This came during worship. There is so much more the Lord has for us to experience than salvation. God has saved us. He's redeemed us. And that is good. And I do not want to undermine what salvation and what Christ has done for us. Can I have any moment on that? We are saved and we are going to heaven. (laughs) Amen. You have been redeemed. You've been bought with a price. And salvation is amazing grace. Can I have an amen on that? And so I don't want to undermine salvation, but there is, the Lord was speaking something last week that I have more for you than just salvation. There's more that I have for you. Even the metaphors, prophetic metaphors that God used last week was jumping in the deep end of the pool. <laughs> you remember that. Jump in, to get in the water, don't hold back, but there's more that the Lord has for us to experience in him. Everybody say, there's more. There's more. <laughs> Does anybody want more? Yeah. The other prophetic vision, or prophetic, yeah, it was a vision that someone had, one of the teenagers, was again this uh, person in, the, in a field, and they were in gray. The person was, the figure was in gray, but there was all these beautiful flowers, this huge flower of field of, of uh, flowers that represented the Lord's love. And, and, and then there was this thing of the Lord's love was wanting, I believe, to turn your life from gray to, to brightness, from, from, from darkness to light. And that there was more even in that vision that the, the teenager received that God was trying to communicate to us. And I believe they all tied together into where, where we're going to go today. But my question is, is, what do you think in all that that the Lord was attempting to speak to us about that there is more than just salvation? What do you believe God is trying to say to us? I'm getting you to think on your own for a moment. What do you believe he's trying to say to us? 
Because here's what I believe is I believe that many of us have become content or satisfied with our salvation in Christ. We're satisfied and we're content with I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. But the Lord is saying today, I want to do something more in and through you as a people. See, I believe heaven is not something that we need to wait for. But I believe heaven is something that we bring to the earth. That we want to be people who manifest the kingdom of heaven here. Now, I believe Gary's testimony is heaven coming to the earth. I believe when my son was paralyzed for three months and he received his miraculous healing in his legs, it was the kingdom of heaven coming to the earth. I believe that which is in heaven was manifesting itself in Gary's body, in Joel's body. And we've had so many miracles here, but I'm telling you, it's so, it goes so much beyond just miracles, signs, and wonders. If we just focus on miracles, signs, and wonders, we will still miss what God is wanting to do and manifest through you. Everybody say me. me. God wants to manifest the kingdom of God through me. So what I want to do today, I want to read a scripture with us because he's wanting us to go beyond salvation. He doesn't want us stopping there. He doesn't want us waiting for heaven. Can I have an amen? Amen. But he wants to do something in and through us. And so today we're going to read a scripture. We're going to look into Matthew 6 9. If you have your Bibles with you today, get them out and look at them. If you have an electronic Bible, an iPad, however you read the word of God, pull it out. And let's see what Jesus taught us in his Sermon on the Mount about the kingdom. Anybody want to learn about what Jesus said about the kingdom? All right, so let's go there today. And this is the first scripture out of Matthew 6, 9 through 10. And this is what Jesus said. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, may your kingdom come, and we say it around here all the time in our prayers, Lord, may your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus taught us to pray that passage right there. When he was talking, he was talking to the people of God. He was on the mountain. It was the, 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 his, his sermon on the mount. So just imagine Jesus on this mountain and thousands of people around him, and this is part of his message. And he said, don't pray like a Pharisee's pray, you know, in public and try to get all this attention. But he said, this is how you should pray. He said, get alone, get quiet. And he said, go do this. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed, honored is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, in order to manifest or to exemplify or to reflect the kingdom of heaven, we must first realize what is involved in the realm of heaven. If we're going to manifest heaven and bring it to the earth, what is in heaven? What is going on in heaven? What does it mean, the kingdom of heaven? God, bring your kingdom here. 
What do you guys think that means? If we're going to manifest it, we must first understand what the kingdom of God is and how it operates. And we must believe he desires the kingdom to be manifest to us in the earth. Now, a lot of people go, oh man, you can't bring heaven to earth. Many doctrines do not believe the kingdom of heaven can be manifest on the earth. They believe it is a thing we're waiting to go to. You guys realize that? Now, why was it that Jesus had us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Does anybody know what's in heaven? Is there complete obedience in heaven? Is anybody disobeying God in heaven? Any sickness, any disease? Is there any anger and bitterness and jealousy and discord? Any frustrated people in heaven, you think? Any worship going on in heaven? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People get frustrated that we do worship so long. Hey, get used to it, man. We're going to heaven. <laughs> I mean, for 24-7, the, the angels declare, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. <laughs> There's going to be some dancing going on there. I'll be a little lighter on my feet, too. I won't have to do the curly shuffle. I'll be able to jump up, spin around, get up, get down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sounds like I need to manifest the kingdom here, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm still working on that, too. Got to die to my kingdom. Anybody else? So there's a lot of things in heaven. And matter of fact, there is very little. There's some in the Word of God about heaven. But... Heaven is a kingdom. And that kingdom has a king on it. And so we're actually to bring that kingdom, that realm, that, that place where God, he says, heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. So where I want to go is what does the word kingdom mean? When, the, when we read this in the word here, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. The word kingdom here in the Greek, I want to begin to break this down because there's three aspects to a kingdom that God is wanting us to bring. So I want, to understand, I want us to understand a little bit what we're trying to do. I'm going to give some other scriptures of, of, of the, yes, God is wanting to bring the kingdom of heaven here. This is not the only scripture that, that verifies that God is wanting to bring his kingdom here. That he's wanting to bring his dominion. He's actually wanting the earth to return to what it was, where man had dominion on the earth, and they brought the kingdom, and the kingdom of heaven was on the earth. Yes. And sin came and destroyed that. Is that not true? So what does kingdom mean? So here's where we're going to go. The word kingdom means his reign, his rule, and his realm. His reign is about his authority. He is a king of a kingdom in heaven. His rule, his way of doing things. In heaven, guess what? Everybody is doing things the way God wants them done. You guys realize that? He is the one in authority. It is his way and his realm, his royal domain, his sphere. And so he is looking for his reign, his authority, to be working through you to come to the earth so when we submit ourselves to his authority, we actually bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth. 
when we, when, we do, when we align ourselves up with his rule, his way of doing things, we literally bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth by doing things his way. When we, his realm, his royal domain and sphere, when we allow the atmosphere of heaven to get on us, we literally bring the kingdom of heaven from there to here. And we change the atmosphere here. Whoops. I don't want to move there yet. So he is looking for powerful people. Hello. He's looking for powerful people who will manifest his kingdom. Who will move beyond just salvation and I am saved and one day I will get to heaven. To a powerful people who say, I am saved and now I'm going to manifest the kingdom and his realm and his righteousness. I'm going to manifest it on the earth. I'm going to bring it with me. So his rule, his reign, his realm is where we are in this process of learning how to submit to his rule, his reign, and his realm of authority and to surrender our lives to it. I even gave this son, um, I kind of thought it was easy, interesting. You can almost draw three A's from this. His reign, which it, 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 it develop, it is about his authority, so it deals with us giving our authority away to him and, and surrendering to his authority. His rule is his attitudes, his actions, the actions that he wants us to perform, the actions that he wants us to do de deals with his rule. And his realm is the atmosphere that he's wanting us to generate. Okay? And so we're going we're gonna to do this. So God is wanting us to bring to the earth so when you submit to his authority, again, when you submit to God's authority, you literally are already starting to bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth. When you don't submit to his authority, guess what kingdom sets itself up? You're either your own kingdom or in the enemy's kingdom. And what kingdom is he wanting you to manifest? He is wanting you to manifest his kingdom, not your own. And not the enemies. We are really in a battle. I mean, Alex shared a couple weeks ago on Ephesians 6 and how the, that we're in a battle. We're in a war zone. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. But the battle that we're raging right now is not a battle of flesh and blood. I'm not fighting Sam. Sam's not fighting me. The battle that we fight when we're offended or we're hurt or something's going on in our life, it truly is a realm of kingdom of light and kingdom of darkness at hand. And you have to decide which, which kingdom are you going to let manifest in your life. And so I'm going to give us some keys to that, that kingdom. So when you submit, again, to God's authority, again, you are manifesting the kingdom of God. Say amen with that. When you submit to his rule, his way of doing things, again, you are manifesting the kingdom of God. Amen. And I'm going to give you some examples. I'm going to give you some practical ways to apply the word of God today into your life. So when you allow love, joy, peace, and patience to be in your atmosphere, guess what you're bringing? You're manifesting the kingdom of heaven. That's what we want. Can I have an amen on that? Yes. So let's look at Psalms 115, 
verse 16, he says, the highest of heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth has been given to who? The heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth has been given to man. We have been given this earth to be and to take dominion over it and to bring the kingdom of heaven. We're not here to lord it. We're not here to control people, but we're here to manifest the kingdom of heaven. And God is looking for us to govern and possess the earth with his kingdom. And I want to be a part of that. Does anybody else want to be a part of that, of bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth? So as Christians, I love this quote. I found it online. The kingdom of God is not simply to be sought in the future, but something to bring to the present. I didn't have it up there. I'm going to repeat it. The kingdom of God is not simply something to be sought in the future, but something to bring to the present. As Christians, we must see Jesus Christ beyond his role as our Savior and Redeemer alone and understand that he is king of a kingdom. He is king of a kingdom. He is the sovereign most high God whom we must submit and obey. Not only obey, but be imitators of him. Remember when I was sharing in Ephesians 5 several weeks ago, and in Ephesians 5.1 it says, well, it's up there, I'll just go ahead and let you see it. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love just as you, just as he loved you. This whole idea of what we're trying to become, God's really looking for an army of men and women who will truly be imitators of him and who will manifest who he is. To reflect. It's like that thing. You know, when you, when you see a, a beautiful painting, we got one out there in the, in the foyer, where the, the water is and, and, and the mountain reflects into the water, that's what we're to be, is a reflection of his glory. Amen? Chris, you're a reflection of his glory. You realize that? You reflect his kingdom. Every one of us are to reflect his kingdom. And so God desires for mankind to be restored to his original intent as personal representatives and ambassadors of his kingdom. Now what I'm doing here, I want to give us some things to think about. God wants to extend his kingdom, which is again his reign, his rule, and what? His reign, his rule, and his realm. His reign, his rule, and his realm. He wants to expand his reign, his rule, and his realm. He wants it here. We live in a godless society. The kingdom of dark, darkness is advancing over this world. If you don't think so, take a listen to the news. And the reason it's advancing is because we're not manifesting. The reason it's advancing is we're not manifesting something. And this isn't to condemn us. This is to wake us up because we have got to begin to manifest the kingdom of God. Yes. Not just in healing, signs, and wonders, right. but in our lives. 
the kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. The kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. What are we to lay hold of? We are to lay hold of the kingdom. Now, this, the last two Saturdays, I've been spending the whole day Saturday in the hospital with my father-in-law. And he's laying there, and he's not doing well. We came home Friday after Abraham's ball game, and we walk in the door of the house, and he's standing in our hallway with his pants down, peeing on our floor. He has no clue what's going on. Lights are on, but no one is home. And I'm saying, I want to manifest the kingdom of heaven to my father-in-law. And so as I'm in the hospital and I'm praying for him, it's like, Lord, I want to manifest your kingdom right now here. And I began to listen and I began to prostrate myself before the Lord saying, God, what are you saying? I want to proceed based upon what you're saying. Because the Lord spoke to Gary Tower, Gary, I'm not done with you yet. And Gary proceeded upon the word of the Lord. When my son was crippled and, and paralyzed from the waist down, there was something in us that was not just a fairy tale of I hope Joel walks again. We knew that there was a purpose and a reason and that God was doing something and we began to move on what we were hearing from the Lord. We were taking his realm, his rule, and his, his uh, uh, authority, and we were wanting to bring it to those situations. Are you with me? But what we do as Christians as many times is I, my father-in-law is 83 years old. I am fine, and I can believe God to heal him and deliver him just like that. But I want to hear what God is saying. I don't want to just assume because it may be his time to go. Because Ecclesiastes says it is appointed for every man to die. And it is a t there is a season for everything under heaven. A time to live, a time to die. And if it's his time, I want to hear that it's his time. And I want to release him because he's a lover of God. And I don't want to assume that I know what God's will is. I realize God wants to heal everyone. I, I'm not trying to deny God and who he is. Heaven, there is no sickness. But there is an appointed time for every man to die. And so it requires me hearing the voice of the Lord as I'm manifesting the kingdom for him and with him. What is heaven saying? I don't just run in there and go, get up in the name of Jesus, rise and be made whole. Unless God tells me, go in there and boldly declare, rise and be made whole. If he tells me to do that, then I'm going to run in there today and I'm going to go over to St. V and I'm going to rise and be made whole. Amen. And let's go walk. Because man does not live on, on bread alone, but upon every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so, this is where, it, this is where the rubber meets the road. 
It's not just on healing. It's not just on signs and wonders and miracles. It's what happens to you. It's like this happened to us last Friday. We're getting ready for Abraham's uh, open house. And all of you, so many of you are coming to that open house. Ten minutes before everybody shows up, my sister, bless her heart, she's such a workhorse. But she's like a bull in a china shop if you've met her. And if Tina, if you're listening to this message, I love you. <laughs> But, you know, there's a few people there already, and, and people were out on the porch, and people were starting to come in. And my sister decides, that table needs to be moved. And she pulls the table over to the other table, and the leg collapses, and all the food goes all over the floor. I mean, we lost nacho dip, and I didn't feed it to anybody. And it, a whole crock pot, a whole crock pot of nacho cheese, and uh, sausage balls, and Oreo balls that are worth to die for. Know what I mean? <laughs> and all this stuff just goes all over the floor. And it's like, oh, my goodness. I could see the cheese going through the cracks on the hardwood floor. And, you know, it's like, whoo. My wife's eyes get the size of a golf ball. You know, she goes. And so we start to clean it up. And I'm down on my hands and knees. And we're cleaning it up with my cousin Lynn and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just laughing. She goes, why are you laughing? Why not? Is there anything you can do about it? Let's manifest the kingdom of heaven of love, joy, peace, and patience while you're on the floor cleaning up nacho dip. Why panic and why get your panties in a wad? That's the kingdom of darkness. I want to manifest something different. Do I have to panic? Do I have to freak out? Do I have to, oh my gosh, the people won't have food? If we run out of food, guess what? We run out of food. Amen. I've already spent 350 bucks on food. I'm not going to spend any more. Now you laugh, but that's bringing and manifesting the kingdom of heaven on the earth. You don't have to freak out. How many times in our lives do we have things where we start to feel overwhelmed? And the water table starts to rise in your life. Anybody been there? Anybody smoked that pipe? And the pressure starts rising. You start to feel overwhelmed. You start to feel like what? overwhelmed. I can't handle it. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's like, you know, you walk at home, your wife, you know, and you walk in, the dishes on the table, everything's messed around the house and everything needs to be picked up and nobody's helped you. And you come home and you feel overwhelmed. It's like, oh, oh glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> or your kids haven't done what they were supposed to do. You start to feel overwhelmed at work, and they keep piling more and more and more on you, and you keep getting more and more overwhelmed, and you start getting an attitude, and you start getting upset, and you start freaking out. Anybody been there? I want to manifest the kingdom at work. I want to go whenever it starts piling on, I want to go, yeah, I can do this in Christ. I want to go, oh, okay, you got, well, I'll do what I can do, and, and God's going to help me with the rest. And you get in there and you start working. You know, I can remember when I was at the bank, man, it was like one customer after another customer after another customer. You're doing this, you're doing that, and you're starting to feel the blood pressure rising, yeah? I think there's even a song, I feel my temperature rising. Yeah. 
But this is really where the road brings around. I want to manifest the kingdom of God at work. When I'm at the hospital and I feel overwhelmed and not knowing what to do with my father-in-law, I want to manifest the kingdom of God. I want to manifest peace. I want to manifest healing. I want to, I want to, I want to manifest the atmosphere of heaven. I want to, when, when I go someplace, I want, I want people to feel cared for. I want them to feel the presence of God. I want them to feel Jesus. But what are they experiencing in you? Boy, they're a little tight. Wound up a little tight. Calm down, Betsy. What are they experiencing in you? Because I want to manifest healing signs, wonders, deliverance. I want to manifest salvations. I want people getting filled with the Holy Ghost. That's all the kingdom of heaven come to the earth, is it not? But I tell you where, the body of Christ is missing it and the charismatic movement is missing it. It's in our everyday life. In our everyday life. In our everyday life, when sin comes knocking at my door. And I want to do something that my flesh wants to do. Why want to manifest the kingdom of heaven to that place? Instead of letting fear and panic overtake my life, I want to manifest the kingdom and his realm and his authority and his peace and the atmosphere of heaven. I don't care if... I'm not even going to say that. I don't care if my kids mess up till the day they die. I'm not going to freak out when they make mistakes. But I'm going to manifest the kingdom of God in their lives or with you or with anybody else we come in contact with. I want to be an imitator of God. Is there anybody in here that wants to manifest the kingdom of heaven in their situations? He wants to give you the power to overcome every demonic force over every, uh, every uh, atmosphere that tries to take you down. He wants us to invade the business world, the government world, the, the education world. He wants us getting into the entertainment and all the aspects and the spheres of authority in this land. And he wants us infiltrating it with the kingdom of light. That when you're at work and you don't respond like every other hilljack, that when catastrophe comes your way at work and you lose a spouse or you lose someone in your family and you don't respond like the world does and they go, what is this? They say, what? Why aren't you acting like that? When everybody's talking and gossiping at work and you're not engaged in it, you're manifesting the kingdom of heaven. Right, Eden? This will preach. This will preach. The kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. You are a powerful being who has been given the distinct honor and privilege of presenting Jesus Christ and his kingdom to the earth. When you truly understand the magnitude of God's purpose and love for you and comprehend the price he paid through his shed blood to deliver you from the grip of the enemy, it will become a pleasure to dedicate yourself to the will of God and manifesting his kingdom. Amen. <laughs> 
I'm starting to get sweaty up here again. <laughs> so how do we apply this? How do we apply this? I've just given you a few examples. How do we manifest this? How do we manifest a different kingdom when we're going down the road and somebody cuts us off? What kind of manifestation are you making? <laughs> Reading between the lines. Huh? When somebody cuts you off in the road, how do you add a manifest? I bet you bring the peace of God, don't you? <laughs> I was talking to my sister-in-law the other day, and she, I'm working on her heart. I met with her and her husband for eight hours teaching them financial principles because their financial house is in a mess. Eight hours. That was a full day's work of patience. And all of a sudden, we start talking about how finances are tied to our emotions. And why she's overspending and why she's doing what she's doing. And then she starts saying, but you know, it seems just to be tied with anger. I, see, I get angry and I want to go buy and do stuff. And I said, what are you getting angry about? Well, the people at work. Well, tell me about the people at work. Well, there's this one girl, I just can't stand her. <laughs> I said, well, do you ever talk to her? No, I avoid her like the plague. <laughs> <laughs> How's that working for you? Pretty good. <laughs> I keep a safe distance. <laughs> I said, really? I said, well, what'd she do to you? Don't go telling this to my family. I'm on camera. No. Thank God she doesn't listen to me, and I know that. And if she does, praise the Lord. I'll work on that, too. And when she began to tell me the story, I'm going, you're ticked off because of that? Now, she had not have a walk with God. And so why should I expect that somebody doesn't have a walk with God to manifest the kingdom of heaven? Uh, put that in your notebook because you're expecting people around you who are not Christians to manifest something that they can't manifest because they don't have God in them. And so you're expecting uh, a turnip to produce a peach. And it just ain't going to happen. So she says, well, she drives bus for a living over in Indianapolis. She drives a school bus. She goes, well, when she subbed for me, she didn't put the seat, my seat back where it was at. And she didn't readjust the mirrors. And she didn't do it. And so the next time when she didn't do it, I put a note on my seat and I said, put my seat back where I had it and put my mirrors back where they're at. Really? You're that mad over that? Yeah. God, help me to manifest the kingdom of God right now because I want to choke her. <laughs> I said, well, 
look at your life, Kim. I said, there's a better way to do this if you want it. I said, sweetie, that's like gangrene, and that's going to eat you on the inside. And I said, if you want help with that, I'll help you with it. And I said, if you want to hold on to that, good luck. Because I said, it's jacking with your emotions, and it's jacking with this. And I said, it's destroying your life. Now, we need to manifest the kingdom by bringing forgiveness. I mean, I wouldn't have been ticked off at the person in the first place, but that's just me. It's like, how in the world would they know I was on notch number three? How would they know the tilt wheel needs to be a little farther away from my belly? I got to get my butt in that seat. But that's the way the world is. I look at Facebook. I've seen it a few times now. I'm, not, I'm telling the truth because my wife's on it. I'm just letting you know she's policing you guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and some of the stories I hear of how people put things on Facebook and they try to get back at somebody else and not mention their names and they try because they have a grudge. I'm telling you, that's not manifesting the kingdom of heaven. See, I'm all about signs, wonders, and miracles, but I don't think God can trust us with them yet. I think he's given us a few just to whet our appetite and say, guys, there is so much more for you, but you've got to get your personal life in line to where you're manifesting the kingdom in your circumstances and your situations in your life. That you're not blowing up. That you're not blowing your life up. That you're literally allowing the kingdom of heaven to come to every situation in your life. Right now, there's things going on in your life right now. It's consuming your mind. It's consuming your thinking. That's where God's wanting to bring the kingdom of heaven. Whatever's consuming your mind right now, maybe it's the relationship with your spouse. And you get along, and you don't get along well or whatever, and you're angry at each other. That's not manifesting the kingdom of heaven. And God wants to manifest the kingdom of heaven in your marriage. He wants to manifest the kingdom of heaven with your relationship with your children. He's wanting to manifest the kingdom of heaven at work. So when your boss ticks you off, because <laughs> I know it happens, because <laughs> I hear it in the counseling room, and you just want to give him a piece of your mind, just let me dig into them a little bit. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children and live a life of love just as he loved you. So the other day, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. I'm feeling a little tired. I'm feeling a little, you know what? Stressed. And I start to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I want to manifest your kingdom. I want to manifest your kingdom. And the peace of the Lord began to come down on me like a blanket. And the stress began to go out the window. And there was this assurance that began to go on, on in the sight of me that everything is fine in Houston. 
<laughs> There's nothing to stress about. This really is in his realm and his authority and his rule. And the peace of the Lord just came upon my heart. And I was able to share and manifest the kingdom to those around me. I could feel really overwhelmed today. I didn't give as much time to the message that I wanted to this week because I could give you a list of things of excuses. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I know you want me to preach today. I want to manifest your kingdom today, God. I was in the emergency room last night, and after being there for about nine hours, and every family member that would come in, and the panic and the chaos that those families had, I sat there and said, God, I thank you that I don't have to have chaos here. I thank you that I can have peace because of you. See, you don't even have to go to the hospital freaking out. Several years ago, I was working for a company called McBalch, and the owner of the company, he was on the job site, and a tree hit him in the head. And uh, they had lifelined him to Methodist Hospital. And so I was racing quickly to get to Methodist Hospital. And I had one of those road rage experiences, and I was booking it, man. This guy, it's like, move over, dude. I have an important thing to do at Methodist Hospital. And I'm trying to get around him, and finally I get around him, and he, of course, gives me some hands gesture that I'm number one, I think. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, so I get, I get by him, and I get to Methodist Hospital and all that kind of stuff, and I mean, he was in bad shape, and we're praying for him, laying hands on him and all that stuff. But the Lord, even through this message, began to show me, Eric, you even weren't then manifesting the kingdom of God because you didn't have to be in panic. You didn't have to be in fear because my realm, in my realm, there's peace. And, and I tell you, sometimes I get phone calls, and, and it's phone calls like, oh, my gosh, my granddaughter's in the emergency room with the flu. Okay. I mean, I want to pray for your granddaughter with the flu. Absolutely, that's important. But we don't have to freak out. Because fear and faith have nothing in common. They're like oil and water. And fear and panic is from the kingdom of darkness. And I want to manifest the kingdom of faith. And that there is a realm that is higher than the realm you're seeing right now with your natural eyes. And so I don't have to freak out when, I'm, when, 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 when that grandchild's in the hospital. I don't have to freak out if my child disobeys God and goes in a different direction. I don't have to freak out and panic. Because my God, who supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory, he is with me. Me and Joel were talking the other day about a certain situation in his life. And he finally got a revelation. Dear God, he's got it covered. God's got it covered. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to expose him a little bit, but, you know, here he is, 20, almost 22 years old, and he thinks, because all of his buddies are getting engaged, and they're all getting married, and that, man, I, have, <laughs> I haven't found that one. 
And I said to him, if you think for a minute you're behind schedule, I've prayed for your wife. I've prayed for her when you, you were this high. I've prayed for her. I've prayed for her, her parents. I've prayed for her, and she is coming. But you must be patient. Don't get your bowels in an uproar. She's there, and she, she is waiting on you. And God has someone for you, my friend. And boy, faith rose up inside of him. And he's like, yeah, you have been praying for. God's not going to deny that. Amen, he's not going to deny that. It's just not been the right one yet, baby. Besides that, us young men think we got it all under control. Shoot, you get a girlfriend in your side pocket, all of a sudden you find some things that are there that you didn't know were there. And God's preserving you from that kind of stuff. Don't awaken love prematurely. Can I have an amen on that? You're a virgin. You stay a virgin, big boy. You give something to your bride. But the enemy starts to lie and say, it's too late for you, big boy. The enemy starts to lie. Mm -hmm, your wife this or your husband this or this or that. Let's bring the kingdom of heaven to it. Can I have an amen on that? Stand up with me. Stand up with me. I hope that was okay, Joel. Sorry about that, big boy. But don't you folks out there start fixing him up with anybody, okay? He's just fine where he is. When we possess the kingdom of God inside of us, we will have strong core values. We'll have things inside of us that need to come out. And today's this is all about letting the kingdom of heaven come out of you. Can I have an amen on that? Did I give you some practical ways how to apply the word of God of bringing the kingdom of heaven to the earth? Is there something that you can see in your mind where you're being consumed with something in your mind and how the kingdom of heaven needs to manifest itself to that situation? Does anybody have something in their mind? Go ahead and grab that. What's consumed your mind lately? Everybody review. Let's go. Let's come on. Now we're going to apply the word of God. We're going to let the Holy Ghost do what he does best. And he wants to speak to you right now. God wants to speak to you. Every one of you in this room, you have one situation that's been consuming your mind. And God is telling you right now, I, he wants to bring the kingdom of heaven to that situation. He wants to bring his kingdom, his rule, his, his reign, and his realm to it right now. And he wants you to kick the enemy out and say, no, I'm not going there in my mind any longer. I renounce the lie. Mm, I renounce that lie. And I'm going to bring the kingdom of heaven to it. Mm. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, God, would you begin to speak to each individual here today? Now, here's what you need your prayer needs to be to God, not to me. Lord, how am I to manifest the kingdom of heaven to this situation? Go ahead and ask him right now. If we could get some music on. We just read in Matthew, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, how are you wanting to take this situation and bring the kingdom of heaven to it? You may be overwhelmed about something. And now the Holy Spirit wants to tell you how to bring and manifest the kingdom to it. For Joel, Joel had to renounce the lie that 
the enemy was putting in his mind that, wow, it's too late. I've, I've missed it. Everybody else is, and maybe I won't meet my wife in college or whatever. And the lie was, no, you're not behind. You're right on time. The truth was that God had preserved a woman for him. That through the years, we've been praying for her and her parents and the people that would come in contact with her. Maybe you're here today and you've been manifesting a different kingdom. Maybe there's an area of sin in your life that has just been really wreaking havoc on you. And God's wanting to bring the kingdom of heaven to that area of your life. To give you the power to bring heaven to earth and to obey God. Holy Spirit, would you just deal with all of our hearts today? Would you bring the kingdom of heaven to each person's situation? Would you speak to each individual on how to manifest the kingdom? Just listen to the Lord. Maybe you're here today and you just need to kneel before the Lord at the altar. Maybe there's a lot of things bothering you. Maybe you don't know how to bring the kingdom of heaven to your situation. Our altar team will be up here to help you walk through what is bringing the kingdom of heaven to that situation. But I know that the Holy Spirit is here to deal with our hearts. To destroy panic and fear, depression, frustration and anger and bitterness, unforgiveness. And he wants to bring the kingdom to that situation. Father, we pray, may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, deal with our hearts this week. As we go through the circumstances of life, God, we want to manifest your kingdom rather than the kingdom of this world. We want to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So, Father, have your way in our hearts. Lead us, guide us, and direct in the powerful name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. We're going to open the altars. We're going to have the altar team up here. Please feel free to come forward for prayer if you need prayer. If not, feel free to be released. We're going to have a great service next week. We have something special coming. And I want to encourage you to be here next week. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.